Are you hungry for some meals and treats in the perfect petite portions for your fitness goals? I got you covered, girl. Download my free fun size recipe library filled with over 36 recipes made for a petite by a petite. Just go to funsize.life slash recipes for free entry to my collection of healthy recipes. to the Fun Size Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Safeli. This podcast is your favorite place to learn about all things that revolve around health and wellness for females under 5'3". By listening to the Fun Size Podcast, you'll get practical and actionable strategies for weight loss, muscle building, eating, exercising, strengthening relationships, overall health, and so much more. I know that petite women like you don't just want to curate a rockin' little body of your dreams. You want to know how to eat right, work out smart, feel energized, have fun, boost your confidence, and how to move through life while continuing to maintain a lean physique, especially when things get messy. This podcast will always give you a dose of realness, practicality, and empowerment you truly need to develop the highest version of you and be proud to be petite. So subscribe now if you're ready for solo episodes from me and interviews from the best little guests around to support you on your mission to become fun-sized. tell you how often I hear from women who tend to have a warped perspective of what enough food really is, especially, especially, especially petite women, and especially petite women who want to lose weight. I mean, it's no brainer that we might require less food than average size people simply because of our size, but that also doesn't mean that we require half. Like I often bring this up because I feel like it's a false belief that I once had and that I feel like other people have as well. It seems like as petite women, we take the average recommendation of 2000 calories. And for some reason, we just assume that we have to cut it directly in half and only have a thousand calories. I don't know why our brains tend to do this, but it happens time and time again. Whether it comes from watching our older sisters, mothers, aunts, whatever, struggle with weight loss or old magazines that suggest stupid 1200 calorie meal plans or the outdated science of programs that promote low carb and low fat eating, whatever it is, countless petite women are often misled into eating far less than they actually need. Um, And this is really important when you're trying to do things like the ever so popular high intensity training that could be classes, that could be cardio, that could be anything that really gets your heart rate up. And also resistance training, like we need those calories to support those two types and even just any (laughs) amount of exercise really. So even though through the power of social media and the internet, we are slowly coming along and being enlightened that we need to eat more and we deserve to eat more and we can experience food freedom. But we still, we still often default to our old bad habits the second we want to lose weight, right? It's like, all right, new year happened. Like now I'm going to, you know, just cut everything out of my diet. I'm just going to eat clean. It's like, why do we keep doing this? Like, why do we keep resorting back to that, not eat anything at all kind of mentality? And I know that I was guilty of this 
kind of bounce back for a very long time. Like I get Facebook reminders of like six years ago, this is what happened. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. Like I would say things like, oh, the holidays are like too much food. Now it's time to get serious and back on it. Like, I don't know, some stupid shit like that. And I'm just like, oh my God, like I was so, I was so lost. <laughs> like I was, oh man, it, it pains me to read those things now that I said, but anyway, anytime I have this thought or this inkling to cut calories now, like after everything I've been through, I tend to quickly snap out of it because I remember why that's such a bad idea. Um, and I'm human, you know, like it happens. I get those thoughts every now and then and be like, yeah, you know, maybe if I just take away carbs, I'm like, wait, 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 stop. No, <laughs> like that's a bad idea. I remember what happened last time. So basically what I'm trying to say here is knowledge is power. The more we know and understand about why we should or shouldn't do certain things and what the consequences can be, the more likely we are to make the appropriate choice that coincides with our goals. So in this episode, I want to address how underfueling, I'm not going to say under eating because I hate, I don't know, I feel like that's like, I don't know, what is under eating? But under fueling <laughs> sounds a little bit better. So I want to address how under fueling affects your training and your fat loss goals in five ways. Of course, there are more than these five ways, but I feel like these are kind of like the major ones that we want to just discuss today. So while I go through them, we just need to remember that our bodies are dynamic, acceptable, always changing machines that ultimately they just want to feel safe. And since survival is a priority to your body, it's constantly regulating what's going on in response to our environment. So this is why all the things I'm about to talk about happen. Okay. So just keep in mind, if you are in a large calorie deficit, you're sending a message that food isn't readily available. And so your body will respond to that message by regulating the situation. So the first thing that happens is in order to conserve what little energy it's getting in, your body will resort to burning fewer calories as a survival mechanism. Even if you're exercising more regularly and more intensely than ever, the result of burning fewer calories is also known as your metabolism slowing down. I would also like to point out here that even if you were doing things the right way, right? And you were in a small calorie deficit and you weren't going overboard, you'd still experience a little bit of metabolic slowing. And there's not much way around this because it's just the nature of the game. Your body is just going to respond that way. That's how it happens. However, the bigger the deficit that you're in, the more it's going to slow down. So that's the part we want to avoid here. We don't want to be in this huge deficit. We don't want to go to a thousand calories because that's when your body is like, oh, hold up. We've got to stop this madness and we've got to slow the fuck down, but we don't want that at all because it's not going to help us in the long run because when we're not burning as much, this means we actually will hold on to body fat despite eating a low calorie diet and training hard. The bigger problem is that if you do eat more, let's say you are, you know, thousand calories all week. And then on the weekend, you split a pizza with your guy over the weekend, you have some wine, whatever puts you up 
over 2000 calories, your body isn't going to be in its optimal position to process those extra calories how you wish it would. And this, my friends, is how yo-yo dieting happens. You restrict, you binge, you restrict, you binge. And even though you feel like you're working so hard during the week, you're not getting anywhere because your body isn't processing those extra calories how you think that it might be. And we've all been there. We've all been very frustrated with my weight staying the same. I don't understand. Or even worse, my weight's going up. I don't understand. And it's because that, you know, you've told your body to slow down. And when you do give it more, it's like, wait, I don't know how to, I don't know how to speed up. I don't know how to sprint kind of thing. The second thing that happens when resources, AKA calories are scarce is that the body prioritizes essential functions like breathing and regulating body temperature and blood pressure. It prioritizes all those things over things like building muscle tissue. So forget looking good. It's sole purpose at this point is just to keep you alive. So let me give you this analogy. Think of food as money and think of the body as a young family in their new home and think of muscle as something so accessory, like like solar panels. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought of that. I feel like we always have like solar panel people come to the door and they're like, do you want to buy a solar panel? And we're just like, yeah, not yet. But anyway, so it's so accessory, right? If the people in the home, this new family in this new home, if they don't have a lot of money, they aren't going to spend it on solar panels right away. That's something they might do in the future when everything feels secure, they have all the furniture they want, they have all the things they need to live in their home, and they know that they're going to be staying a while, this is like their forever home kind of thing. Instead, if they don't have that much money, they would first spend it on the overall maintenance of the home, Um, maybe all the bills, the water, electric, Maybe they would need furniture or maybe they would do structural renovations. Basically, they're going to be taking care of the inside of the necessities of the things they need to live in their home. The other things, the accessories, they're not really important yet. So very much like your body, when it doesn't have a lot of fuel, it's not going to take care of the muscle that's like an accessory thing. It's going to take care of all the, the things to keep you alive. So in essence, muscle is expensive. You need to have that good income, in this case, calories to afford it. On a similar note, the third thing that happens when you don't eat enough is it sends your hormone production out of whack. It shuts down your sex hormone production, reduces your active thyroid hormone, raises adrenal stress hormones like cortisol. Now, why is that bad? Well, For one, chronically elevated cortisol leads to an unhealthy hormonal state that promotes body fat and water retention. And a prolonged imbalance of hormones causes long-term health issues that go way beyond the weight loss problems that you're having. So if you're familiar with my HA experience, that is a pure example. My sex hormone production shut the fuck down. And if I didn't do something about it, I could have been at a higher risk to develop breast cancer or osteoporosis or heart disease at such a young age. Luckily for me, my situation was reversible. 
I think. I hope that those problems don't come creeping in the future. And I successfully got my hormone production levels back to a healthy level, but not everybody is so lucky. Some people might have to go on HRT. Some people might need other things to get them to feel like they're at a healthy level and other things that they might have to depend on for the rest of their lives. Who knows? There's so many different things that could just go totally wrong. Moving on to number four, let's talk about how underfueling is recovery sabotage. I've talked about how resistance training, strength training, weightlifting, whatever you want to call it, helps to speed up a petite's metabolism. And this is totally true because that's what lean muscle mass does for us in the long run. So if you're wondering if just keeping up with your workouts will help to keep your metabolism in check despite eating low calories, it won't. And here's why. When you train, your muscle tissue breaks down. And you might have heard this before. This is a very good thing. This is how it all works. When you rest, that's actually when your muscle is rebuilding and repairing and growing. That's why we need to rest. And that's why you hear that phrase. It's not about what you do in that one hour at the gym. It's about the other 23 hours of your day. Anyway, without adequate calories and macros, your muscles won't have the materials they need to rebuild. It's like building a brick house without the bricks. You just fucking can't do it. Okay. And if you're under fueled while working out protein from your muscles, that are stored there, carbs that are stored there, they actually become fuel for your body to continue running on. So whatever is there isn't actually doing what you think it is doing. So again, muscle is expensive to your body when calories are scarce. It's not going to prioritize your muscle no matter how heavy you lift or how much you lift. You need to have enough fuel to signal that it's safe for your body to get those accessories. And finally, number five, underfueling can lead to disrupted or poor sleep. And we all know that without enough rest, our workouts are going to feel like shit. And on top of that, studies show that poor sleep also promotes body fat. So if underfueling is causing your sleep to suffer, you can bet you won't be performing well in the gym or losing body fat. Talk about spinning your damn wheels, okay? Now those are the five, but it doesn't quite end there. Underfueling can promote so many other things that impact your daily life, such as low energy, insomnia, mood swings, brain fog, or poor concentration, depression or anxiety, hair loss, feeling cold, loss of menstrual cycle, infertility, constipation, low sex drive, and sugar or other food cravings. The good news is if you are experiencing anything that I just talked about, once you do start eating enough to support your body and your lifestyle, you'll often see rapid improvements. Take it from me. I got my period and my energy back within a month of eating more. And I'm fully aware that the main hangup of eating more is weight gain. After all, you're doing all of this to lose weight, right? So why, you know, doing the opposite thing is going to scare the fuck out of you. I know I've been there, but there will come a point in which your health and feeling good is more important than your aesthetics. And from my own experience, that's a point that you have to come to all on your own. Now, as far as the process of increasing food goes, 
it totally depends on each person's unique situation. For example, I went all in and just gave myself full permission to eat anything and everything, whatever I wanted, when I wanted. I basically doubled my calorie intake and just went for it because that was the right thing for me to do at the time. Even though I was so scared of gaining weight, it gave me the freedom, that food freedom that I was so deprived of for years. Other people might not need to take that extreme of an approach. For example, my former keto client, Becky, who was eating less than 23 grams of carbs per day, we slowly increased her carbs week by week. It was a very slow process. And she actually ended up losing 17 pounds in 16 weeks while eating more food. So if you want to hear more about her story, you can listen to episode 89. But these cases do happen. And You know, it just really depends on where you're starting from and what's going on with you and what you ultimately need. But anyway, everybody's different and requires a different amount of calories and even a different approach. Like even two people with the same exact height and weight, they might need a different approach, a different amount, a different way, if you will. If you're concerned that you might not be eating enough, I highly, highly suggest tracking your food to see where you're total intake of calories, carbs, protein, and fat truly are at. Sometimes we hear that, you know, we're not eating enough and we're like, oh my God, I only had two meals today. I must not be eating enough. But you might have forgotten all the snacks, the Starbucks, the size of those two meals actually adds up to being more than we thought. So before you go worrying about how much you really need, let's figure out where you currently are. That's actually the first step I take to calculating a client's macros, which I explained in episode 87. And when all that's said and done and you're like, okay, I know where I'm at. I just don't know how to get to where I want to be. Then it's time to apply for my signature one-on-one coaching program where you're going to get weekly macro targets You're going to get monthly training programs to support those targets, um, support that muscle growth and daily tasks such as water step and cardio goals, all the things. This program is totally customized and tailored to you and your specific goals. So before you go starving yourself this first month of January 2022 and only making it harder for yourself in the long run. Let me help you see it more clearly by applying to my one-on-one coaching program. I'll put the link to the details and the application in the show notes for you to check out right now. There is a sweet spot that you can get to where you're eating enough to support your goals, your weight loss goals, your muscle building goals, whatever it is, I promise. If you enjoyed this topic, but you're not totally ready for coaching yet, but you just want to soak up more information and about how to train and eat as a petite and do it on your own, get the Fun Size Formula course for women under 5'3 and use coupon code under 5'3 at checkout. I'll put that link in the show notes as well. Okay, guys, that's a wrap. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up on Instagram at funsized.nutrition. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Mmm, you know what I love more than having abs? Pancakes. But now there's this trend of companies who want you to have the best of both worlds, so they created mixes that contain a much better ratio of protein to carbs than those heart attack stacks you'll find at IHOP. 
Believe me, I feel like I've tried them all, but my favorite, hands down, is Pancakes Pancakes, whose six amazing flavors are high in flavor, high in protein, low in carbs, and low in fat. Not only do they make fantastical fluffy flapjacks, but wonderful waffles and magnificent muffins. What can I say? I've got a thing for alliteration, okay? Anyway, give them a whirl by going to pancakespancakes.com and take 10% off your order by using coupon code FUNSIZED at checkout. It's no secret that most of my full-length leggings are actually three-fourths cut, and I'm sure you feel my pain. But that's all about to change for both of us, because Lacuna Fit is your new one-stop shop for perfectly proportioned leggings for women under 5'4". My favorite part about these leggings is not just that they're super soft, but they have pockets that easily fit my phone on both sides. But it gets better. The placement of the pockets on the leg is the best I've ever owned. They are literally the perfect spot to pull stuff out without having to stand up and alleviate some of the bunching of the material like I do on other leggings. So I'm sure that you will love these leggings just as much as I do. And you can score 15% off by using code FUNSIZE15 at checkout when you go to lacunafit.com. <laughs> 